0: Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's word. So for the guys that you don't know, you that don't know me, I'm I've had one I been here for a while, <laughs> and uh, um, yeah. So last week we actually week before Peter told the, told asked me, oh, that if I want to share today," and I said, "Yes, of course, I would like to share." And uh, um, and then uh, obviously all of the arrangements and stuff that needs to happen, the setup things that he has to coordinate with us and eventually last Sunday when we were driving back home with a trailer and all of the church stuff in the back of the car, um, I said to Melissa, how, how did we get here? In any case, I said, you realise if you are not here this coming Sunday then we don't have church. So yes, okay, so here. In any case, so yeah it's been a journey for us as well and uh um it's just amazing how the lord has has worked in our lives um yeah uh if i can just think about it just to get to grace love was a was a blessing on his own um of uh, but he says we are a stirring in our heart that we we want to get to know god and uh we just the church open for i don't know how long Lisa just followed me all over way out where, where I went. But in any case, so eventually we ended up at Grace Life here in Rondabash. And uh, um, I, I can remember the very first words that I heard in this church was that Shane said that God does not expect anything from me. And yeah, <laughs> that just uh, for that, yeah, and also you can just sit and receive. And, uh, and for me, that was a word for me at that stage because... Uh, um, where I came from, you always had to perform and do stuff, um, and that's the way I was just brought up. And uh, um, so I just I whispered and said, yeah, I think this is a church for us." So and we we haven't left since. But any case, um, yeah, and also just the journey was so amazing because I mean. Uh, um, Oh, um, our hearts, at that stage, I just wanted to receive, but it's just, just, so strange how God changes your heart. Um, another story that I can remember was that well, I think once we we were at a, a leadership meeting uh, meeting in Seapoint, that place, like, I can't remember the name, bottles yeah, the first one uh, that we went to, and, uh, um, and at that stage Peter was already... I don't know why, but anyway, he was already asking me to out sometimes to, to to share something, maybe in welcoming <laughs> or whatever the case might be. And uh, that particular Sunday he was also asking me to share something. So I said to him, he said, you know, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't know, I, I just think I'm called for this, Called to, 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 to stand here in front of whatever the case might be. And um, i will rather go out there and do that, that whatever the case might be. But, uh, um, yeah, so I'm, I just did it. And uh, it's strange how the Lord just leads you. And, uh, um, and what I'm trying to say by that is, is that um, I might not be called for this, but wherever the Lord leads me, there I will go. Uh, yeah, so, so, and that is just something that I just need to want to, to tell you today, is that you must, for me, it started by saying, not my will, but your will God and uh, um, and then everything started to change. I just obeyed God, whatever he brought in front of me, and when these opportunities, I just I can't do it out of myself. I have to step I fight it to do it. so so that's that's why I'm most probably I'm here now <laughs> um, I just want to get this thing right all right, anyway, so um yeah um. One of the questions that we've been asking of late, and I this is the thing that Peter has also uh, said a lot, a lot of times, why are we here and uh, what are we doing? So I don't know if you've answered yourself that question yet, but I've been thinking about this, why are we here? And um, if, uh, if I can just think for myself is, is that originally, the reason why I went to church right at the beginning is not the same reason why I'm here today. And that is amazing because, um, but you need to answer that question for yourself. Why are you here? And uh, um, what we do here is, is that we gather to grow, to go, or we gather to grow to overflow, to go. That's what, that's what we are all about. And, uh, um, yeah. That's, that's why Peter and the team has left there. Um, so on that, I just want to, to uh, go to Ephesians 4, verse 13. So I don't know if you are quick with the stuff there, but we can just go from there. Ephesians 4, verse 13 says, So we all come in the, in the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so we we're not here to get Bible knowledge or to be clever or to be super spiritual or whatever that that says tells me that to come to the knowledge of the Son of God and uh, um, so there's a there's a revealing of Jesus inside of us as we as we grow into this mature man of Christ so um, and that's why we are here to teach one another what we have, not to get something, but what we have. And uh, um, verse fifteen, Ephesians four, verse fifteen says, "But speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into Him, who is the head, Christ." So, and that's that's so. Uh, I'm just. I, I don't know where it says, but uh, some way nothing in Colossus uh, 1, Paul is saying, so that your joy may be full. So we are doing these things not to control anyone. We, we are doing these things um, in love so that your joy may be full. Because we know what we have. We know what we've got. The, these, the, the fruits are there so that your joy may be full. And in uh, um, Ephesians 4, verse 16, um, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase, um, and that maketh increase causes growth of the body unto the edifying of itself, So, yeah, that that, uh, edifying is a a building process. So, um, but each one of us needs to supply that material, that building material, to build this thing. And and that is according to the measure of the revealing of Christ inside of us. So, uh, it's just so amazing. It's just, each one brings a brick (laughs) when we build this building. That's the picture that I get. But the fullness of Christ is available in the body of the church that's why we are here if you if you are not here we are missing something out and that's why it's so important for us to gather, because as a body of christ we've got everything that we need okay so that just really blessed me um, and gives us the answer of why we gather and uh um, i'm going to quickly go to ephesians 1 22 to 23, but that's in the New Living Translation, so I don't know if you've got that on your computer. But anyway, so in the New Living Translation it says, And God has put all things under the authority of Christ, and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things, everywhere but with himself so this the church the building all authority has been given to the church because jesus has given it to us we need to know that everything that we will need is here available here in the church so you being here can make a change in someone's life and that's that's so amazing that's why we are here and that is the reason also why shane and peter and the rest of the team they are going to albania because they are filling everyone everywhere where they go with jesus that's that's the building jesus filling himself everywhere every place by us so these things i didn't know but i mean so amazing how god has called us to this he's using us to go and do this he's chosen us and just that just blows my mind that God, the creator of, of heaven and earth, can use me for that. To change this world. And uh, um, yeah so um just want so when I heard about this Albania job, so I've been to Albania before. Um this uh, yeah a couple of years ago I went to Albania and that I must say when I went there um, that really changed my life. <coughs> I had all the excuses not to go and uh, um, first one was finances and then it was time and everything but but i just really really separated about it and i just we went, uh, well, i went and that was just a step for me that's i, I can hear ne- I, I never look back after that um so this adventure trip coming up i really wanted to go as well and um i don't know what happened but i missed the boat <laughs> so so it was, uh, yeah, just busy also, and, uh, and yeah, I, I, I felt, yeah, obviously not, I felt bad not going, and I felt, good. Well, we, we were busy building at the house, and, then, and so it kept me busy, and I just, I just, didn't, I didn't have the time. And, uh, um, but I prayed about this, and God just told me, this is, yeah, it's fine, don't worry about it. So you're in the body of the church, and whether you go, whether you stay, you're part of the body. You got you got something to give here, and I'll, and now I can share something to you today. So, whether we are going or whether we are staying, we are part of the mission, and that's so nicely. So, if I I just want to read that um, Ephesians four verse sixteen again. It says the the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working, in the measure of every part, maketh increase, causes growth of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So, that is, everyone is needed for the supplying for the effective working of the body. So, for this Albania trip, we can all partake. We can all partake. And, uh, we they have left, we are here, but we can partake still in giving, Um, we can protect the brain and uh, um, like Melissa said, there's a prayer group, the Albanian prayer group that uh, you can, if you don't know, ask me afterwards, we'll put you on that group. I saw yesterday there's already a hundred people on on that prayer group. So you can be part of that and uh, um, yeah, I I was just thinking about this past week we had uh, um, our life group and um, had something planned nicely to share, but as we started in the Word, we just felt stirred to pray for the Albanian trip. And we basically just prayed and, uh, um, for that of evening. And during that prayer, Melissa's cell phone, just the messages just came in after one after another, where we got testimonies of passports and visions and everything that's been approved during our prayer there. So yes, our prayer makes a difference, and I encourage you guys to be part of that. And uh, so we can be part of this, part of the body that fills, fills Jesus everywhere we go. So, um, yeah, so when Peter asked me uh, what do I want to share for the day, I said, oh, what? We've, uh, we've just completed the this share series, and that really blessed me so much. So, most of the stuff I'm going to share now comes from there. And uh, um, yeah, so um, and the one thing that he... So I will listen to some of the teachings that, that, um, of that series. And uh, one of the things that he said there was he used... I don't know if you guys remember this, but uh, he said uh, he made an example of a trailer. A car pulling a trailer. I don't know if you remember this. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but in any case... So he used an example of a car pulling a trailer, and he said when the uh, the trailer gets wobbly, um, yeah, it's not a good idea to break, So because that elongations, which he says, that it will causes the momentum of the just to increase, and then the trailer can actually you can make a big accident. So um, so I said I just when when I heard that again, I got the picture of a car. Um, going around a mountain on a dirt road for and, uh, and and as you go around the corners, you just if you lose control of the car, all you do is speed up you can 't brake on the corner. we all know that, so as you go around the corner, you just speed up and you go and uh, um, yeah, so thinking about that i I, I just thought uh, about the, the the time that we had the past month as a family in our house so we had a lot of stuff going on and um yeah so a lot of trials <laughs> and stuff to to sort out so we were we it felt that we were being attacked around every corner i shared it with some of you guys but so many things happened so um yeah uh, the kids got sick so we, we we really as a family get sick but first our was sick and then catherine was mm-hmm. sick then Melissa was sick. She was actually she was actually running one morning, um, and she was just away. And five minutes later, she got back, and I could see in the face that there's, something is majorly long, wrong. And um, so she was sick, and um, that. And then I had problems with my tooth. <laughs> I went to the dentist three times also in that month. I mean, it was crazy. Um, and uh, I promised with SAS. He <laughs> doesn't have problems with SAS. But anyway, so I promised with all of these things. And also, by the way, I wrote I, I off my car. That's all in one month's time. So, just to give you an idea. So, it just felt that we were attacked around every corner. And, um, yeah. So, the testimony. myself, my bearings are right yet. yes, so the point I want to make with this is that um, during the month, past month and the months even before, um, I think the previous month we went on the Zoom trip and during that month we, me and Melissa, we just basically, we were busy. But we were busy with the right stuff, and uh, um, I can remember that uh, every meeting or gathering or online thing or whatever we just attended, and we just yeah we were just receiving from God the whole time, and um, yeah this is the thing is is that if you are receiving from God and Those things will come. You just put on the petrol, step on the gas, and we'll go around the corner. And that's what happens (laughs) to us. So the testimony of all of those things is everything was sorted. So we prayed as a family here in church. We prayed for the kids. They got healed. We prayed for Melissa. Melissa has actually had uh, symptoms of... uh, a, rub, a, rap, a ruptured, a ratchet, <laughs> a ruptured uh, appendix. So, I mean, she was, uh, we, we, we thought we had to call the ambulance, and we just, me and the kids just laid hands on her, and she was instantaneously here, instantaneously, and never to return. And, um, yeah, my uh, car was written off, but the insurance paid up. Praise God for that. Uh, I got actually more for the car than what I was offered two years ago for the vehicle. So, amazing. Mm-hmm. such all of a sudden, I mean, this, this, I, I, I still don't understand this, but anyway, they just, I got a message and they paid 15,000 in my account. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, so I need money to pay for my, for my dentist's balls or whatever the case may be. That's the test But anyway, so, praise that's God. God. Um, <laughs> But anyway this is the thing is is that we can get so caught up in stuff and um we can make it a big thing but yes if we put on the gas and we will go around the corners because god's grace will, is there more than enough for us to overcome any situation so that's awesome um so uh, i want to read for us ephesians 3 verse 23. Sorry, 3 verse 30. Uh, but this is in the Passion Translation, so you can put it there in the New King James or whatever. So it says here, My dear friends, I pray that you will remain strong and not be discouraged or ashamed by all that I suffer on your behalf, for it's for your glory. This is Paul speaking to Timothy. He's encouraging him yeah. here. <laughs> so he's not saying that um, he's suffering for them, but for them, for their behalf. Um, this is what he's saying, to teach them something, um, that they will remain strong and not be discouraged and not be ashamed. But how is Paul's suffering going to encourage them and make them strong? This is what we're going to find out now. So let's let's look at what Paul Was he's saying to Timothy um, to encourage him in 2 Timothy 1. 2 Timothy 1, verse 8, the King James. So, you guys can follow me as please read. And uh, yeah. So, it says there, 2 Timothy 1, verse 8, it says, Be thou therefore, that's not nice words in English, be thou therefore, uh, uh, be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord nor of me is prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. So, uh, as an explanation more, I'm just going to read the Passion Translation to understand, maybe a bit clear what it was saying here. So, it says in the Passion Translation, So never be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor be embarrassed over my imprisonment, but overcome every evil by the revelation of the power of God. Yeah. So Paul is telling telling Timothy to share or partake with him in the afflictions of the gospel because therein is the power of God. So once again don't slow down, speed up. Um, In in 2 Timothy 3 uh, 11 and 12 it says Persecution and afflictions, which come unto me at Antioch and at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endeared, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. I, I think Paul had a few more persecutions than I did. Um, yes, out of them all, so he said, yes, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall, shall suffer persecution. So this is the thing, is that if we if we walk this walk and and we, we we walk as the light, we will stand out, we will suffer persecution. But Paul is encouraging Timothy here that there's grace available for us to overcome these situations. And Paul is actually saying to him, He is overcome all, not some, all. So if Paul has done it, why can't we do it? So this is, this is the thing. So let's, let's see what Paul is trying to teach us here. So when I get out of that, out of that verse, um, the, the one that I read in Ephesians 2, 2 Timothy 1 verse 8 in the King James, which it says, Be not thou therefore ashamed. Um but be thou a partaker of the affl- affliction. So I want to see what is a partaker. <clears throat> a partaker, one of the definitions for partaker, according to the Thai's definition, means to suffer hardships together with one. Um, could mean some other stuff as well, but I just that just stood out for me. So I just and 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 that just rang a bell for me. And um we just read Ephesians uh, 4 when we started about the body of Christ. So I'm going to read to Ephesians 4 again. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Ephesians 2 verse 8 tells us there's one spirit. Ephesians 2 verse 15 says one new man. Ephesians 2 verse 16 says one body. Alright, so in Ephesians 1 God has put all things Remember? All things under the authority of Christ and made made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. So together as one body of Christ, this church here, we have all authority and can overcome all things. This is not what I'm saying. This is what Paul is saying. As a body, we can overcome all. And that's why we are here. That's why we are partaking. So that we can overcome. But it's not just for ourselves. Melissa said it's better to give than to receive. So as we overcome these things, the glory of the Lord is being um, uh, witnessed wherever we go. It's not for ourselves. And uh, um, so that just really blessed me. As a body of Christ, we can do all things. So in 2 Timothy 1 verse uh, um, 9 Timothy 1, verse 9. Um, but is now, but is now, but now he, sorry, but now he's made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. So, that was one of the verses also that uh, Peter was using in the series, and it really I was meditating on that. Um, and Paul was also saying the exact same thing to those foolish Galatians, <laughs> in Galatians 1. He was saying to them, um, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world. So, the question I want to ask you is, is that if God dealt with sin and death, hath been abolished, why are we still experiencing chaos, death, and destruction in this world? Why is that so? So, um, but here's the thing, later, it's, it's something that just stood out for me later in that Galatians 1, something very profound, in uh, um, verse 11 and 12, it says, this gospel is not of the man, or it says according to man. So he's saying, it's not according to man's power, or man's ability, but by a revelation of Jesus Christ. So, By the revelation of Jesus Christ we will be able to overcome this. It's by revelation. So as a body, we come here to come to the knowledge of the Son of God, so that we know what we have to be able to do these things. And uh, um, so that is so awesome. So we can and this is by me it's just a real the reality check, for, the, for me also, we can never live beyond the revelation of Jesus. It's not possible. So wherever you will be in your life is according to the revelation of Jesus that you have inside of yourself. Your faith will never rise beyond your level of ignorance. And it will be just did. So it's not maybe, it's, it's <laughs> um, I'm not saying this to, to condemn anyone. I'm just saying attend church, attend um, um uh, stuff that you will be able to to to, to uh, teach you what you have. Let um, join the fellowship and, and you will to, to learn what you've got and you will come to a great revelation. Spend time in the word that we've heard this morning, spend time with Jesus and your revelation of what you have inside of you. Will be able to make you step up in faith more. And that's what we need to do. So um, I want to read for us in 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14 to 17. Um, so this is a bit of a lengthy, but so just bear with me, but it's so good. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes, leads us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savior and that savior's fragrance of his knowledge by us in every place for we are unto god a sweet savior of christ in them that are saved and in them that perish to the one we are the savior of death unto death and to the other the savior of life unto life and we are sufficient for these things for we speak for for we are not as many which corrupt the word of God but as of sincerity but as of God in the sight of God we speak Christ so just to add on what I was saying is said by overcoming we're going out and we shining the light and it's for them that are safe that it's a savior of God's glory and, God, and, and our good God is and also for Shane and the team that's going to Albania, they're sharing life there, but some are going to reject it. Not everyone is going to accept it. And it's going to be death unto death to them, but for others it's going to be life. They're going to receive life there. And uh, um, that last part which it says is that corrupting the Word, I just want to read that then, for we are not as many who corrupt the Word of God. So, in 1 Peter 1 verse 23 it says, Being born again, not of corruptible, but of incorruptible, by the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. So, what does forever mean? (laughs) Forever means forever. Once you receive the the seed, which is Jesus Christ, you live forever. That's forever. So, man's wisdom says, we have to work to receive that's the wisdom of the world God's power says it's by grace through faith in his work so, so there's a corruption of the word, there's a, there's a um, devaluing of the word, there's a dilution, dil, diluted word out there that um, causes us to focus on the wrong things so we're going to focus on what God has given us which is the foundation of our faith here in this church is that we are saved by grace through faith by being born again of the incorruptible word that live and abided forever so you see this is our foundation and if we don't build from this truth then our building which is the church, won't expand and fill itself everywhere in place and i think that's partly the reason why we look at europe and what 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 is happening there i mean i i um Arnold, eh? Arnold is is, is, uh, always overseas, in every country and he's (laughs) told me a lot of things. He says when he's in Sweden, he goes there and they have bars where churches used to be. The people are so full and fed up with religion and the stories that he's told me, it's actually, it's for some people it would would be, oh no, but it can't be. for me, I just feel that's the best place where we can be. Because if we bring this word to them, if we bring this word again, it's not by words, but it's by faith in Jesus Christ. Being born again of the incorruptible word that is living and abide forever. That's good news. That's good news. And that word is going to spread. And that word is going to fill Jesus everywhere it goes. No religion. And uh, no, we just need to get there. And that's what we are busy doing so um so that's very good Um, i just want to read colossians 2 verse 12 also i'm going through a lot of verses here so yeah um, hopefully you make notes (laughs) colossians 2 verse 12 um, and this also is uh, very good for me the king james version and this is the king james 21 version Mm -hmm. which says You are buried uh, old self is dead with him through faith wrought by the operation of God so there's also another word that was i don't know what it means but case i've heard that word before but no but if if i check the thaias definition of that word it says one of the definitions for that word is uh, wrought means to put forth power to display one's activity Show one's self-operative. So, God displayed His power when He raised up Jesus from the dead. God displayed His power when you got born again. It was His activity and self-operating power, not ours. So that's so that the, the, the word just uh, that verse just has so much more meaning to me now. Um, this is why we can be part of heaven's celebration when someone is born from above because of the displaying of god's power and the promise that they will never be separated from god's loving so there's a celebration in heaven they can see they can see there's a born again believer here because this they can see the spirit of god this person the angels and whatever going there they celebrate it but here we also celebrate because we celebrate the promise that we have of God that he will never leave us nor separate us or separate from us. And uh, that we get in Romans 8.38. So that is being a partaker. Um, yes, so I want to go on to the second part of that uh, Ephesians is to be not ashamed. So this is also one of the, my favorite verses in the Bible in um, Romans 1. So I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation. And I think most of, our, most of the believers or Christians will know that this. Um, they, will, they will say, but this is not just words on paper. Um, not ashamed of the gospel of, of Christ as meaning. It's not just words. Jesus is the message of the Bible. He's not just an idea, but a person. It's not just a thing in your head that you, you can maybe get an idea from. Yes, Jesus, he's a person. The Old Testament's purpose was to point to salvation by faith in Jesus. That's the purpose of the Old Testament. The Gospel shows us the fulfilment of what was promised in the Old. And uh, the New Testament is the, the New Testament letters is the explanation of Christ. Um, An explanation of um, the salvation that he received. So, Jesus is the message of the Bible. Paul is saying to Timothy, be not ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. And, he's not ashamed, this is not Paul, he's not ashamed, for I know of whom I believe. Paul is saying, I know this Jesus. I know him from the beginning to the end. From the Old Testament to the revelation of Jesus. I know when I believe. And this is the thing. If we know Jesus like that, if we know him like that, you will have the faith that you need. You will, you will not be ashamed of the gospel. So, yeah, that's that's just so good for me. And that's why this is an encouraging part to Timothy, to not be ashamed. Um to come to the knowledge means <laughs> epignosis, precise and correct knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. So not being ashamed does not mean we can't ask for prayer well. So this was <laughs> I was actually thinking about this now this week, and I'm meditating on this verse for a very long time and yeah, maybe it means this, maybe it means that, but I, uh, I actually told Melissa this week, I went to a life group meeting on on Friday morning, and um, so, yes, I, I was up late Thursday night, and got to bed very late, and uh, I didn't feel like going at all, but when she saw me again, I was dressed, and When she said, you oh, going?" she said, yes, I'm going to go, because I know I've got something to Uh, and when we shared in that men's life meeting um, I am me somebody said something that got to me this revelation of not being ashamed I wouldn't have gotten this if I wasn't there so for me it means not being ashamed is to come to you to ask you for help to come to you, to save you Uh, pray pray with me Pray for my kids. Pray for my wife. So, we don't know everything. But in the body of Christ, we've got the power available right here. Everything that given me for life and God is right here. So, not being ashamed of the gospel means this to me. This is my revelation today. Maybe tomorrow it's something else. But, I'm not ashamed to come to you to ask for help. And, um, So it says, um, I want to read uh, 2 Timothy 1 verse uh, uh, 6 as well. 2 Timothy 1 verse 6 in the King James. It says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. That's asking someone to pray. That is what it's telling me. This is what we shared this morning in the pre service meeting. Is that we need to pray for one another we need to lay hands on one another to stir up the gift not to get something because you got it this is the thing maybe it's a word for you today it's not to get something because you've got it god is not going to give you more than you have right now but it's stirring up the gift that's inside of you so that you can step out in faith so that you can act because god to work through you He's not going to do it unless you take the step. So, this is, for me, it just blessed me so much, these words where Paul is communicating to Timothy and encouraging him to not be ashamed of this gospel. Ephesians 5 verse 18, it says, Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking yourself in songs and hymns and spiritual songs, um, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, singing and praising God together like we did this morning. Jude 1, verse 120 uh, says, Beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying the Holy Ghost. Once again, that building us up, building, building. So It's to stir up the faith that you've got inside of you. Uh, Hopefully, I'm not going too quickly. Oh, what's the time? Sorry, it's got enough time. So, James five sixteen it says. So this is also a verse that was like, um, if you read James, it can be tough. But I mean, this just blessed me so much because I've always understood this wrong. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual and fervent prayer of the righteous availeth not. This is not saying, it's not talking about a confession booth. <laughs> confessing our problems of our faults and confessing our sins. We discuss our problems with each other, our struggles. We are honest, we do it in love. And we build each other up. We edify each other. And, and and then we pray for each other, which causes faith to be stirred inside of us, which builds us up, so that we can step out and we can say, yes, I know. <laughs> so amazing. I know the Lord, my belief. I know Him. I know Jesus. So, that's so amazing. That's why we are here. So, in 1 John I want to finish with this. So, once again, in 1 John is also, I've heard a lot of commentaries about 1 John 1, where they say this is for the believer, this is not for the believer, and believing church, this is that, and this is that. But now, this is my revelation of this today. So I want to read this of 1 John 1, verse 2 for you. But I'm gonna just check on my phone here quickly. Uh, 1 John, But I'm going put it down there. Yes. So it says here in 1 John 1 verse 2, For the life was manifested, and we've seen it, and bear witness, and shew it unto you, that eternal life, which was with the Father, was manifest, manifested unto us. So, verse 3 says, that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son Jesus Christ. This is like an invitation for us. Our fellowship is with the Father and with Jesus Christ. That's why we are here. We are encouraging with another. This is our fellowship with one another. Jesus is inside each one of you. We're fellowshipping and these things I write unto you that your joy may be full. Do you want joy? Yes, fellowship, fellowship, and uh, um, and then it says in verse five, "Then" or "This then" is the message. Okay, so when I when I say this is the message, then I listen. So it's which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all at all so when i went to another um, cross check on that verse it's uh, it's in one john 3 11 but say this is the message love one another once again fellowship this is the message so jesus is inside each one of us we have got the light inside each one of us as we fellowship with one another we love unto one another. This is what we are called to do. That the love came. When we do that, when we do that, the love of God flows. When we do and finish it with one another, then the love flows from you to the next person, to the next person, to the next person. And Jesus is filled everywhere. This is the simplicity of the gospel. It's not falling down from it. God is inside of you. Realize that. So, verse 7 says, but if we walk in the light, oh sorry, verse 6, this must be this one. So, he says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So, it just says that then we don't practice the truth. For me, it just tells me we don't practice or partake, which we just talked about earlier. We don't practice partaking the truth that we have. So, why not? It's so easy. And it says, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. So, just to add on to what we've read, James, we're not confessing our sins, but we We are telling each other our faults, our problems, our struggles, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us and lifts us up. So, as we fellowship, we get this grace which is available to us, and we can overcome this present evil world. So yes, that is my message today: is that we have got everything that pertains to life and Godliness. Our true identity is in Christ. But Christ is our message. Christ is a person. And that person goes inside each us. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.